0: Good morning, I'm Jim Swan
1: and I'm Monica Braz.
0: Monica is the director of marketing and strategic initiatives with BBB serving Western Ontario. Well, here we are already nearing the end of the shortest month of the year.
1: And if you are a business person and one of your resolutions for 2021 was to become an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau, we'll bring you some information later this morning.
0: Well, it's said that there's nothing sure but death and taxes, and we're going to touch on both of these this morning. Later, we'll be joined by Steve Harris of Harris Funeral Homes to learn what's involved in planning a funeral and how some people plan their own.
1: We are in the heart of RRSP and tax season. Our first guest is someone who is very busy over the next couple of months. Jesse Francis is with Marcus & Associates. Welcome to Ask BBB, Jesse
2: hi thank you very much for having me it's great to be here
1: so jesse as the deadlines are approaching how do you know when you should consider hiring an accounting firm to assist with your rrsps and tax preparation because that would be something we should be thinking about right now right
2: yeah so if there's Any general questions that someone has about the tax programs that are out there right now, this year has been a little bit more complex than usual given everything that's happened with COVID and the government initiatives. But it also just might be that they seem to have more complex tax issues. So this is if they have a sole proprietorship of business, some rental properties, or just a lot of investment income.
1: So would there be um, any particular things that you'd say, you know, if you're gonna call an accounting firm, um, what information do you wanna have gathered before you make the call? And, you know, before you go in and have your first appointment so that you can make that um, meeting most productive.
2: So we would always want to have an idea as to what your sources of income are going to be because those are the big starting points as to what's gonna need to be reported for personal taxes. So having an idea as to what your employment's gonna be and if you have a copy of your T4 slip, having an idea of what your investment income is going to be, maybe not necessarily having all of those tax slips available, but at least having a good fundamental understanding of what sources of income you have. So again, employment income, investment income, rental properties, small business, any one of those things needs to be reported differently for your taxes. So the better understanding you have of those and the more organized you have it, the more productive a meeting can be had because we can focus on talking about what we want to accomplish rather than just trying to figure out what's out there.
1: And so at what point in the process, you know, do you expect to be billed? And, you know, like, how do you figure out what the cost is going to be associated with seeking out support from an accounting firm?
2: So at our firm, we generally start for a basic individual tax return at about $200. Um, Now the rates are going to vary based on the staff who are performing the work and the time that it takes to go into it. Um, And that's gonna be something that you'll generally find a standard with professional accounting firms. And as far as timing of the invoice, you're usually going to receive that once the tax return has been
0: completed. So we mentioned this is RRSP season uh... registered retirement savings plans and they've been around uh, since well nineteen fifty seven uh... there have been changes over the years to the amount that you can direct to the plan and how allowances are carried out what's the current amounts and and um, what should we know about rsps right now
2: well i think for some important things to note one is the deadline coming up being at the end of february so if you're going to make a contribution that you want to deduct against your 2020 taxes that needs to be done before the end of the month now as far as deduction room goes uh, it it is a fairly complex calculation but effectively it is any unused contribution room that you have from the previous year and added to that is 18% of your earned income from the previous year. And it's gonna take you up to a cap of roughly $28,000 on an annual basis.
0: So in addition to RRSPs now um, for retirement planning or or planning of saving of any kind, we also have the option of tax-free savings accounts. Uh, What are some of the situations where a person might consider establishing and using a a tax-free savings account, Jesse?
2: There's a number of different situations where you might want to consider this. So one is just if you've maximized your RSP contributions and you still have ca- extra cash sitting around that you want to invest, it's always going to be preferential to invest something in a tax-free savings account rather than just a general account because you have the advantage of avoiding taxes on any income. There also might be a strategic difference in using a tax-free saving account because of the nature of the account itself. So with an RSP, you get to deduct the contributions you make from your tax return, but eventually when you draw that money out from your RSP, you're going to have to pay tax on it. A tax-free savings account is a little bit different than an RSP because the money that you put into it is going to be in after-tax dollars that you've paid tax on already. But any income earned on that investment is going to be received entirely tax free and you can be pulled out at any time without any worry about being taxed. So if you think you want to make an investment where it's going to be a really quick turnaround or you want to have access to the funds or you just think that it's going to do really really well then you're probably going to get more bang for your buck putting it into a TFSA rather than an RSP.
1: So also thinking about different stages of life, right? When does an RSP become a registered retirement income fund?
2: So the mandatory conversion to from an RSP to a registered retirement income fund or RIP is at the end of the year in which a taxpayer turns 71. However, there are instances where you actually may want to have this done sooner so you can elect to convert a full or partial portion of an RSP into a RIF. Uh, It's a really important planning consideration because once you have a RIF, there's a mandatory income withdrawal that's required to be taken from it. The amount varies each year, but it's generally pegged to inflation. So for 2020, it's going to be around 2.2% of your RIF amount is going to be required to taken into income, and that can actually be pretty significant because if you have a large balance in your RSP that all of a sudden converts to your RIF, it doesn't matter if you want it or not. You will going to have to take out 2%. And if you're fortunate enough to grow a large R.S.P. balance, that could mean that you're going to be all of a sudden paying tax on more income than you realize. So it's absolutely a big planning item.
0: Another registered savings plan is uh, intended for education. Who who can set up a registered education savings plan? And what are some of the parameters surrounding these? For example, can a a grandparent uh, or relative contribute to realize tax savings on this?
2: So, a a Registered Education Savings Plan can be set up for any children under the age of 17. Now, you can have relatives, friends, grandparents contribute to it. Uh, Unfortunately, they're not going to realize any tax savings, but it is still a nice way for them to make a contribution to uh, your children's future education.
0: So if we decide we want to engage a firm like uh, Marcus and Associates to help through this tax maze, what are some of the things that we should look for in terms of credentials and so on, Jesse?
2: So the big credential that you would want to look for is a CPA designation, which is a chartered professional accountant. Um, there are a number of other designations that you would also might want to consider, such as a CFP, which is a uh, certified financial planner. Um, and there are more specific designations that you can get into. But in the world of personal taxes, uh, the the high standard that you would be wanting to look for is a CPA. Anyone at a local accounting firm who works with uh preparing personal tax returns. This is something that they're gonna be engaged in on a regular, very regular basis throughout the year. And they're gonna have the experience and expertise that you need to help with your matters, or at the very least direct you to someone who is going to be able to help you.
0: Well, Jesse, we said at the outset that this is a busy time of year for you. And we wanna thank you for taking time out of uh, that busy schedule to join us here on Ask BBB this morning.
2: Oh, I'm very, very happy to be able to help.
0: Jesse Francis is an associate with Marcus and Associates an accredited business with the BBB holding an A plus rating search for accountant or tax consultant in the BBB directory to learn more and to link to their website.
1: After the break, we'll talk about a plan. We hope won't be carried out for a long time.
0: Welcome back to ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with co-host Monica Braz, who is the director of marketing and strategic initiatives with BBB serving Western Ontario.
1: Some plans are ones that we hope will be a long time before being carried out. We are talking about pre-planning funerals. To learn about what is involved in pre-planning and making arrangements when death occurs, we welcome Steve Harris, Director with Harris Funeral Homes. Thanks for joining us today, Steve.
3: Thanks for the invitation, Monica. It's a privilege. Really admire what BBB does. We've been long time members In these uh, strange and uncertain times, it's nice for people to have something to rely on, like BBB.
1: Well, you know, let's also talk about these strange and uncertain times for your industry, because I'm sure that that has definitely had an impact. How are funerals being conducted during this, you know, COVID-19 isolation and the restrictions?
3: For sure. It's, It's such a challenging time for grieving families and friends. And it's a sadness heaped on top of another sadness when people can't come together to mourn a loss. People still need to support one another, and they have found new new ways along with old ways to do so. Virtual services and Zoom visitations, intimate family services, outdoor ceremonies even in February this year, recorded tributes, visitation by appointment, air hugs, online condolences, memorial donations, even telephone calls and beautiful old-fashioned handwritten letters too. Someday when... We're all able to gather together again in person and remember and mourn. That'll be something to look forward to. But in the meantime, everyone's doing their best, and and we're working very hard to keep people safe.
0: Steve, people have the option of pre-planning funerals. Uh, Do very many people do this?
3: You know, about a third of the funerals in Ontario are pre-planned, and that would be the case at our funeral home. Uh, Just like writing a will or setting up your estate, pre-planning funeral arrangements is is such a kindness, it's a gift to your family. I vividly remember meeting with a brother of a gentleman who had died and when he arrived at my office he plunked a big blue binder on my desk that was labelled in bold with the word demise. (laughs) Obviously the man's brother had a sense of humour but inside that binder was everything, not only an outline of his funeral wishes which Included his red sports car leading the funeral procession, but his banking information, his will, and other key documents, statistics, and instructions. Not everyone's that organized, obviously, but simply making your intentions known through a pre arrangement can be so helpful for those who are left behind.
0: Is there any uh, financial advantage to pre planning, Steve?
3: Well, it's uh, interesting. Um, almost half of the people who pre arrange with us uh, opt to simply record their wishes and have often made provisions in their estate for final expenses so prepayment's optional when people do prepay we review and sign an itemized contract prepaid contracts in ontario are guaranteed and, and that's the law funds are placed in trust and, and accrue interest tax-free prepayment of arrangements means uh, you know one less worry for your survivors and it does offer protection against inflation um, and it's certainly something that, that families appreciate
1: So death and especially, you know, the contemplation of our own death definitely evokes a lot of emotions. But what is the most common emotional involvement when people are pre-planning and how do you help them cope?
3: You know, when Bob Hope was asked about his funeral plans, his answer was, surprise me. Pre-planning can be a difficult step for many people and I, I honor and respect that. I strive to keep the process as simple as possible. It, it might be enough to talk for us talk, to talk together and make some notes about your wishes in a very general way. Even just to know that you prefer cremation or burial, or maybe for a reception, wine and cheese instead of tea and cakes. And there's nothing wrong with leaving some decisions for family to make that would be meaningful to them. After all, the services for them too. If they have a reading or a piece of music that they would want to share as a tribute, space can be allowed for that. And I should also mention that sometimes individuals meet with us to pre-plan after being informed of an illness. Also, it's uh, remarkable the humility and even sense of humor that they sometimes bring to those chats. There's a lady who's planned for cremation with us, and uh, she's fearful of being cremated before she has truly died. (laughs) And uh, she's instructed that uh, after she's pronounced by the doctor, we're to bring her to the funeral home and leave a martini by her side overnight. And if it's still there in the morning, then we can go ahead with the cremation arrangements.
0: <laughs> you know, that's really planning. Uh, if you yeah. pre-plan a funeral, how, how can you be sure that uh, your wishes are going to be honoured? Is, is, uh, is, is it a guarantee? I, I take this very
3: seriously, Jim. Um, thankfully, it's a very rare occurrence that an executor doesn't intend to honour someone's wishes It's important for those who prearrange to trust their funeral director and also to trust the family or executor that they've put in charge of their affairs. It helps if all of those people can be part of the pre-planning discussion at the outset. I'm very careful to keep good records of prearranged services and and welcome updates to those records over time. If someone is particularly concerned, it's a valid reason for prepayment of arrangements as all the details will be clearly denoted on a contract it's also um, uh, wise to recognize that a will is usually read after a funeral. So a will is not usually the best way to communicate your intentions about a funeral.
1: So, Steve, if we're considering pre-planning, you know, what types of decisions will, will we be asked to make as we go through that pre-planning process?
3: I, I find that people have often made their decisions before, before they meet with me. When we prearrange, we gather some statistical information that is needed for documentation. We'll talk about visitation, a ceremony, reception, cremation, or burial arrangements. Sometimes a considerable amount of detail is left on record, including music and musicians, readings, names of pallbearers, who is to preside, who could offer a eulogy, choice of casket or, or, or a cremation urn. Another detail that families appreciate is an outline of an obituary so often i hear families express their gratitude that all of these matters were discussed and and details were were on record
0: your website displays uh, several choices and price ranges uh, for each of those choices from a traditional funeral package to immediate cremation with no service is that something we should expect from all funeral homes steve
3: we decided jim a long time ago um, in fact for our very first website that we would list our fees online I can't remember how long ago that is now. Um, People appreciate the transparency and and I hope that it's helpful. All funeral homes in Ontario are required to offer a full range of services, uh, just as you described, and make their fee schedules available upon request. Um, Someday I expect that uh, it will be legislated that funeral homes list those um, uh, fees on their website.
0: Well, Steve, all of those people who are listening, I hope it's a long time before they need your services. But if they want a pre-plan, I'm sure they'll give you a call. And we want to thank you for taking time to join us here on Ask BBB this morning.
3: Thank you for the opportunity to chat.
0: We've been talking with Steve Harris, Funeral Director with Harris Funeral Home Limited, an accredited business with the BBB and a supporter of Integrity in the Marketplace. Visit BBB.org and look them up in the Business Directory.
1: Accreditation with the BBB lets consumers know they are dealing with a business they can trust. More on accreditation after the break.
0: And we're back with more. I'm Jim Swan with co-host Monica Braz, who is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB Serving Western Ontario. Being part of an association has many benefits, but how is applying for BBB accreditation different than just gaining an associated membership?
1: BBB accreditation applications are reviewed to ensure that the businesses are and can meet the high business standards defined by BBB. This means that we do decline accreditation to certain businesses if they do not meet those standards. So any business that is accredited, you can expect to have a high standard of trust and integrity from the products and services that they offer
0: and this morning we want to commend some businesses that have recently applied for and earned accreditation
1: one of those businesses is blue key construction inc when you link to their website through the bbb directory you can learn about the company that's headed by president ed Satter.
0: besides seeing some of the projects that they've completed and reading about the company's culture and mission you can browse blue key constructions tv where they post videos showing off their work i was impressed with one of the videos where President Ed Sater talked about what Remembrance Day means to him. And another company gaining accreditation recently is Resolute Legal Services.
1: Resolute Legal Services is located in Windsor and specializes in landlord-tenant, small claims, debt management, and bankruptcy services.
0: Webster Carpentry in Exeter creates decks, fences, and other outdoor spaces. And their motto is create your dream outdoor living space.
1: Todd D. Pugh is the owner of Van Rybrook Exteriors. They do siding, soffits, eaves troughs, and roofing. We'll learn more about their services when Todd joins us here on Ask BBB next week.
0: And R.A. Barnes Electrical Contractors serves a broad area in Western Ontario, including London, St. Thomas, Port Stanley, Godrich, St. Mary's, Woodstock, Kitchener-Waterloo, Guelph, Cambridge, Brantford, Stratford, Tilsonburg, Ingersoll, Chatham, and more.
1: And nationwide roofing and renovations is a Windsor company headed by Jeff Steers and serving Windsor LaSalle and Essex.
0: These businesses all accredited now by BBB. So let's talk for a second or two about what that means, Monica.
1: This business can now display the BBB seal on their vehicles, on their website, in their place of business, and in advertising. It means that they are instantly recognized as credible and supportive of the BBB's mission in advancing marketplace trust.
0: That sounds like a win for both the consumer and for the business.
1: With today's internet technology, consumers are more selective regarding the businesses they buy from and the products and services they're looking for. As a result, the BBB online directory has become a highly utilized source of information.
0: And speaking of information, we're always finding new ways to keep people up to date on various business topics.
1: One of our recent initiatives is monthly power chats with professionals who provide services to business and to individuals. The first in the series featured information about the programs available to assist businesses impacted by the COVID-19 lockdowns. The webinar was recorded and can be accessed through bbb.org website and on our BBB YouTube channel. Next week, you can join us for a discussion on search engine optimization for small businesses and five takeaways to rank on Google in 2021. You can find the link to sign up for this power chat on our social media pages at hashtag BBB Western ONT.
0: And as always, before we sign off, we want to remind listeners that you can contact us anytime on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBB Western ONT. And if you have a question or a guest suggestion, Tweet us at hashtag AskBBB. And thanks for listening this morning. I'm Jim Swan.
1: And I'm Monica Braz.
0: Remember, ask BBB,
1: And start with trust.